0: Thank you very much. (sighs) Okay, Um, now it's time for a panel discussion about uh, successful ICO companies' investments, marketing, and trends. Moderator of this panel will be Alex Sudadze, uh, founder at Bitcoin Embassy Georgia. Also will participate Andrew Thornhill, co-founder at uh, Spotcoin, uh, Igor Porokhov, analyst at uh, ITuber, and Gordon Einstein, partner at CKR Law, please. Oh, sorry. Lasha Antidze, yeah. (laughs) Founder at Shelf Network. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, I will speak on English. My presentation is twenty five minutes, but uh, we have no time, and I um, try to. Thank you very much. My name is Alex Sudadze. I'm founder of bitcoin embassy georgia and today i want to speak about ico who is winner on ico and what is it i'll speak about basic uh, something basic things and uh, discuss with our colleagues about it Uh, ITO is initial coin offering as you know and what is it by simple words, it's a uh, startup, it's a business, it's a uh, 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 small business where you, you make your own money, your ecosystem, you could make your own money and other people will look and work like this. Yes. Uh, but, uh, why? Why it works? Yes, just a moment. Uh, as you know, uh, ICO, it's a, a standard crowdfunding. It's own, it's fiat, fiat money. But, uh, as you know, 90% of uh, ICOs are based on crypto, crypto money. And uh, the situation like this, cryptocurrency, will transfer to your own tokens. And these own tokens uh, will be uh, as uh, your personal money. Why it happens and what's the interest of um, investors? Please attention on the screen. Just a minute. Some technical problem. Ah, okay. Yes, this is the reason why investors look on ICO as prospective business. Of course, and uh, I have some statistic of 2017. What's happened with this business all last year? Because you know, uh, on 2016, it's a 2015 and 16, it's a, a begin level of ICOs, and uh, people uh, don't know about it. What is it? How it works? And uh, uh, last year, I know it was the first stage of beginning. It's a, a statistic about uh, 2017, and uh, it's rise. Three, up to four billion dollars in one year, A look at the last chart it 's December. why so high? because um, the cryptocurrencies' price in December was very, very high. I think it was bubble I think it 's my own opinion, but yeah, this is about four billion dollars, but in this three years two thousand and eighteen it was Five billion dollars in three months only. Look. And in April, a small 50 million, but it doesn't matter. So, the market of ICO is very, very growing. And um, what's happened? Um, As you know, most of them are scam. But... Yeah. uh, You know this. Uh, a company, you know about it and all ICOs may be afraid about this uh, department because when this uh, department looking on some ICOs, this ICO may be closed very, very soon. Just a moment. Uh, yes, I want, to, I want to speak about scam alert in uh, very quickly. I think uh, I could uh, say five topics, how you could uh, difference the real, uh, scam, the real ICO from scam. The first is product or services. Most of them are services but from time to time in ICO has real product too. After them, if you uh, understand what the product and what the services uh, offer ICO, you must look at team. Team, it's very important because people uh, who never make before something they could make after ICO, of course. The third, it's country. Yes, I suggest with you that uh, country, the ICO, it's international and uh, it has no borders. But in country where it's located, it's very important. Mm, uh, If ICO begins in North Korea, for example, I think nobody believes to uh, enter this ICO, yes? So it's. Uh, discount of ICO in North Korea? 100%. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, it's uh, about advisors. Uh, advisors, it's important, but uh, not so much because advisors are looking um, for um, improving the. Uh, I from time to time, but it's not a team and it's not a work after closing. I ICO and uh, they are not responsible for product or for services. Responsible are team, and it's very important to uh, speak uh, to um, looking for team and what they are doing. And hard cap, how much money need project? To uh, list the number, how much money they need to begin the project? Uh, i have just a moment uh, the map where i found the map where uh, uh, international map where um, looks at the icos places please look on the left side it's russia 250 icos and uh, 533 billion dollars it's very high to uh, Slovenia or UK or Switzerland. And uh, in Singapore, look at Singapore, please. Here is no Georgia, but I hope it will be soon. So this map shows how uh, people look on ICOs. By the way, look at the USA. You know fact it's very important in make uh, ISO in USA, but here 457 ICOs registered in USA. It's uh, not so small. Okay. Huh. I found one guide how to create ICO scam in five steps. If you interested, I could show, but it's a joke only. Uh, uh, this is my first uh, part of presentation. The second part I we have no time, but. We will discuss here, and if you have some uh, questions, or just a minute, if you have some questions, I'm ready to answer and when we discuss on panel discussion. Thank you very much. What about questions? Do you have? Normally I'm seven
2: hundred and fifty dollars per hour, so ask. <laughs>
1: okay. Who have questions? One microphone uh, Microphone. microphone must be a
3: Hello. Uh, for the ICOs, I have my proposition, not for everyone, maybe it's not a real one, but yes. for, from my opinion, uh, maybe like 99% of all ICOs ICO, comes.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: And the best thing if you want to invest money, I think it, you need to wait till ICO ends and till they list on the some exchange wait three days and buy
1: it cheaper than in ICO.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's always like this. Uh, no, I'm I,
1: I, I I against sure? with you because, may I answer? Yeah, yeah sure. Small and then. Uh, uh, now ICOs have a rule. After ICO, maybe 30, maybe 45 days, it's impossible to sell coins, especially coins for bounty, for uh, some uh, promotion, uh, for discount coins, and after 45 days, maybe 60 days, it's possible to sell and uh, ICO finishing and uh, has have uh, two months to begin listing in exchanges. And after two months, if it will be a problem after listing on the exchanges and it will be a uh, problem and not solved, this ICO yes, No, coming. it's not problem.
3: Like when they are listing the, yes. uh, their coin in the exchange. Uh, they are listing it for for one dollars. Yeah. For first day, yeah, they have like maybe it's like pumping till two dollars or something, but after when this uh, all uh,
1: how much? Azir, ah, okay. this,
3: oh, it's going down, down and it can go uh, down to uh, yes, uh, it's or a, 10 it's a
1: pumping. Uh, it's not a. Uh, it's pumping, it's not the case of ICO. Pumping maybe any coins. No, it's my opinion. It yeah, I understand. Not exist, or I understand. Uh, so, it's, um, just yes. like, uh, uh, like it's a one way, uh, depends from this, is 45-60 uh, days uh, stop, it's uh, called the freeze period, where coins must be frozen. It coins uh, uh, bought from uh, discount from uh, beginning of ICO, from some uh, advertising, from bounty, from airdrop. Airdrop is free, yeah. And uh, after these two months, if its coin, these coins, uh, uh, its the price of coins no goes down, it's uh, it's very important to uh, think about it before. How like, do you think?
3: Like if you check the statistics, it's all coins that are listed from ICO. Maybe not all coins, but mostly all of them are coins. going down. Yeah, yeah the I I With how do you, think? You, you? you actually made two. Statements
2: that sound related, and maybe they are, but they're they're different. Um, I don't agree that 99% of ICOs are scams. I think there's a lot of scams. So there's three categories. There's what I was talking about, which is where people are actually committing fraud. They're raising the money, and they have no intention of trying to complete the project. They just want to get the money and go fly to Ibiza and have a good, fun life. Which sounds nice, but you know I'd l- lose my license if I did that so well. And that's a scam or a fraud. Then there's groups out there who really do want to raise money and really do want to do something. They just have no chance in hell of being successful because they don't know what they're doing. And you give a bunch of teenagers $20 million and sometimes make a lot of money because that's the way the world works right now. But often they don't. But that doesn't mean it's a scam. That just means that like a lot of startups that you invest in very early, you're taking a huge chance in exchange for maybe a huge re- reward. So a something not working doesn't make it a scam. Then there's sort of the third category where they they want to raise the money, they have a good team or know how to get a good team, and they pull it off. So I, I want to distinguish between the two. That That's separate from the pumping and dumping thing. I, th- I think the pump and dump, when it comes to I mean, you know, investors have more sophistication now than they did a year ago. And the the frenzy is a little bit over. And also, yes, the SEC is watching. And nothing is going to slip by, especially if you're touching the U.S. market. So we're seeing this trend towards more legitimate ICOs. ICOs happening, happening later in a project. And what you're seeing a lot of is people doing private sales well in advance of an ICO or an airdrop. So if, if you have a lot of investors going in early, and they're getting, here's, here's part of the key, if they're getting equity plus tokens, equity, like ownership in the underlying company, that's a good signal that it's not a scam, and it may work. Because the fast liquidity that you're talking about that makes the tokens so attractive, you don't have that with regular equity, with a regular stock. So if someone's buying equity when they invest, along with the tokens, that means that they believe more the long-term performance of the company or the platform. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, you agree, Yeah, yes. yeah.
0: Uh, what about the projects like ICX, Elastas, Pundix? When they, were, when they came out on the listing, they went uh, too high even after ICO price. Uh, your strategic is very good if you need to invest uh, a lot of deposit. Yeah, there is no scams uh, if uh, you invest in the ICO project after listing on the, uh, on the exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you will make uh, good uh, preparations before investing in the ICO, you, you never get in the scam. And you will invest very small uh, deposit, but you can get 10 times more. Uh, but then, like uh, regular people, not professional, would like the investigation? Nobody's
3: making it. They're just uh, looking on it, they propose. Uh, uh, they just looking on these uh, things and they proposing the million a percent and they are entering with the money. Nobody from the regular people are looking on the financiers or the people who is like more uh, like in this time they are like using it. Yeah. So well, that's why well, for regular people yeah. I think it's like to don't put their uh, head in the scam. It's like better to buy it after.
2: Well, let me make one comment. Though. What you're getting at is it's very, it's very hard to apply traditional valuation techniques to token sales. Because all the tools that we've developed in finance for valuing stock or investments or everything else don't apply. And especially if a token's not a security, you're really trying to make a gauge as to future utility as opposed to dividends or assets or everything else. So yes, it is difficult. But part of what's happening as a result of that difficulty is that you're getting these huge 10x returns when you're right. If it's easier, everyone you wouldn't get 10x returns, you get 2x returns or 0.5 returns or whatever it was. So I think you need to evaluate these tokens not completely from a business perspective, but from a technical perspective, like you would evaluate any software. So is the code on GitHub? Do they have a good roadmap? Does the team have a history? I mean, how how do you if someone came to you and said, I want to build software, forget blockchain, forget Bitcoin. You say, well, have you done it before? What's your background? You know, all the normal things you would ask, you know, before you promise to put your company on something that doesn't exist yet.
1: Financial pyramids, a lot of financial pyramids in internet right. last twenty-five years. Yep. So th- that's how I would
4: approach it. Yeah, actually I wanted to highlight that that part that judging if a startup doing an ICO is legit, or it, the price drops, or et cetera, it does not make it separate from the rest of the startups. And the prism we're looking and evaluating the uh, outcome and the product and etc. the same tools apply. That somebody is more hyped and the price is volatile, that, that does not really give you a reason at the edge to uh, assess that uh, this project is uh, kind of scam or not. But going back to the roots of the start of the uh, using ICO as a method and itself the pro- project and the team and initial idea, I think that's where the most of the wrongdoing happens. Everything, like we see all, all these coins spread out, all the hype going on, nobody goes to the Specific route without blockchain, removing all the stuff. The wrongdoings are done at the initial planning phase of the, by these projects. And if we start to analyze them, their economic model, the uh, coin model, uh, and etc. on that level, then we can uh, figure out who has more chances to survive. And no, I think that advisories in like suits and ties and stuff—they're the easiest things to buy now. And it's like an open market. You can go out. You can do a lot of stuff. So, for I, I, don't, I don't wear a tie. Yeah, I know. He's a he's a
1: okay. Tieless guy. Uh, has there another question? Yes, one and second.
5: I have a question to you, Mr. Gordon. Uh, well, I did not have a chance to ask the question after your presentation, so here it is. What would you advise uh, in terms of marketing of the project? What are the words you would not mention, like the word investment? It's kind of a risky, right? So, uh, in order, you know, when you are doing a project, you need to foresee too many details. I mean, you need to look at the jurisdiction of the issuer, then uh, jurisdiction of the buyer, and uh, lots of lots of stuff. What is the safest thing to do, or to say, or is there any formula? I don't think there is any formula, but
2: maybe you advise something. There, there's no formula, but there is a framework yeah, that you should apply. that's, that's it. I mean, so the when you market a get yourself, it's kind of it was kind of the last answer. Get yourself if your token is not a security, and you don't want to be a security, get yourself in the headspace that you're selling. A software platform, a community, or an ecosystem, and you're talking about the intended, current or intended utility and usability, and future enhancements of that platform. So pretend that you're selling Google Apps. Okay, Google Apps. When it sells Google Apps, doesn't talk about the commission, the dividends being paid by Google Inc. It talks about, hey, we just added spreadsheets. Hey, we're we're, a year from now, we're adding PowerPoint. Hey, now we're letting teams collaborate. In other words, when you're selling an app, when you're selling an orange, sell an orange, and when you're selling a pencil, sell a pencil. If if you get yourself in that headspace, or point of view, you're going to eliminate half the problems. Now, in order to do that and not look stupid, you need to be real. Like if you're doing a scam, it's going to be hard to be. People talk about the upside, the profit from non security tokens because they're. They don't have much to say about how good their platform is. Okay, if you look at the Telegram ICO, if you look at their the white paper, that was a you can go this way or that way about whether it was technically sufficient. I know people with different points of view, but they got serious about talking about the platform. If you look at EOS and you, you look at their release series, you can have different points of view about whether it's valid, but you know, there's some meat on the bone there. So if you You know, people, the whole idea behind, you know, Vitalik did Ethereum, he wasn't like, buy Ether. It will go up 40 times. He's like, no. I got this vision for a worldwide, uncensorable, unstoppable virtual machine, and here's why it's great, and here's where we're going with it. And when you do that, you're going to avoid the issues. Now, there's, of course, words you want to avoid, and, you know, the gentleman sitting up here actually caught an improvement in the slide that I'm going to put in place. Don't talk about buying Microsoft Office like you're investing in Microsoft Office, because investing is a term that people associate with securities. Don't talk about dividends or profits. But, you know, but from my point of view, you know, when things become more useful, they go up in value, not because they're profits, but just because they're more valuable. So just get yourself in the But really, you're selling the platform and the product, not the token, per se. And then I you say something uh, uh, There is a, another
5: point you mentioned uh, uh, well, at least the conclusions I made that substance is uh, mm-hmm. very critical. Yeah. Substance yeah. rules over form over form, right. And another thing you mentioned is transparency,
2: mm-hmm.
5: so but but these all are su- subjects of interpretation. Well, let, me,
2: let me correct a word because it's generally good to be transparent, but really you want disclosure. it's two separate things. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Okay, so disclosure. My, my, I always tell clients, disclose as if you're selling a security and sell like you're selling software. Okay, disclose like a security, but sell like software. What does that mean? It means you disclose, you give a lot of information that's all true, and you don't leave anything out that is required to keep it true, and you don't lie. You, that's, like, sell, that's talking like it's a security. But then you sell it like a software. You're gonna do this and that. You're, here's your vision for this platform. Here's why Cardano is so great. Here's why EOS is so great. Here's why Ethereum and Quantum are so great. Right, you, that has nothing to do with your profit motive or the, the upside of buying the token. That's, the token is almost irrelevant. It's what platform will that token be used on, and what will that platform do? Oh, and
1: by the way, by the way, here's some tokens. Okay, the second question was there to yeah. Shilip. Ah, okay, okay.
6: Моего знания английского или грузинского не хватит, поэтому спрошу на русском, переведете, если кому надо будет. Да, Такой вопрос. Недавно в Европе был принят закон, который обязывает все публичные компании при необходимости, при запросе от клиента, удалить все его первоначальные персональные данные, которые были использованы при предоставлении товара или услуги. Да? Значит, как это коррелирует с KYC, который мы должны делать, если мы хотим каким-то образом там идентифицировать клиента, да? И с точки зрения криптовалют, то есть есть ли какой-то механизм, который вот приравняет вот эти все уравняет эти сложности?
1: Я отвечу чуть-чуть, да. И. Окей. Понятно. Окей. So the I think the gist of the
2: question was Given the European Union's new GDPR rules, how does that integrate or affect the ICO fundraising process, specifically money laundering, KYC, and the need to delete user information upon request? Uh, Was that that the question?
1: Yes. What about in
2: USA about it? Well, let me. I'll do both. So, the just in general, you you must conduct anti-money laundering. You must. Conduct, know your customer. Those are international conventions at this point, that different banking systems under Basel three, you have to comply with. So that's not a, so much a matter of EU or U.S. law. That's just an international banking system rule, and you need to make sure, just for your own brain and calm, that your investors are not PEPs, politically exposed people, or they can explain it, or and they're not on any sort of terrorist watch list. You, you need to do that, and that's. GDPR doesn't get rid of that requirement. GDPR relates to two factors primarily, which is only requesting information that's reasonably associated with the goal you're trying to achieve. So if you need to get someone's driver's license number, you don't necessarily need to get their home address, for example. You are selective about the data you acquire. It's also the period for which you hold the data and that varies a bit depending on how critical the data is, and the final part is your ability to erase, remove, or control access to the data either upon request or upon the mandate of some organization. Now the inherent problem with blockchain is that theoretically you can 't erase it okay? there 's actually child pornography stored on some blockchains, and if you 're downloading a full node you 're now in possession of child pornography, and there 's no way to get rid of it it 's an interesting issue, but the you, you you must do those investor checks no matter what. It doesn't stop that requirement.
6: If... Сейчас я уточню один момент, потому что я не очень понял. Вот смотрите, есть такой момент, когда некоторые, назовем его utility token, используется и после этого он исчезает. Но в блокчейне там сохраняется запись про всем данным о, об этом человеке, который был потребителем товара или услуги. Сейчас неважно какой. Если при этом а Впоследствии потребитель этой услуги потребует удалить данные, каким образом мы можем механически, технически удалить эти Хорошо. данные с блокчейна?
4: Нет проблем. No на русском. Uh, да, я на русском отвечу. Единственное, что то, что те данные, которые транзакционным хранятся в блокчейне на сегодняшний день, да, они не связаны с каким то идентификационными полями. Если мы их пропишем, то а, тогда это будет проблема, да. По сути, если мы храним какие-то идентификационные данные, которые а, а, идентифицируют того или иного человека, а, с, а, тогда и записываем блокчейн, и, если он про, попросит или а, пойдет в суд, мы не сможем обеспечивать а, а, чтобы и, и его данные удалить.
6: Это означает, что любой сервисный токен невозможен?
4: Нет, сервисный токен можно удалить, но я говорю о персональных данных. Вот
6: смотрите, например, человек размещается в гостинице. Да. Естественно, надо знать его фамилию, имя, какой-нибудь там номер пиродовый, да? да? Да. Вот. Он разместился, он доволен как слон, он потратил свой токен, все, он ушел. Потом, спустя месяц, он говорит, я требую удалить данные. Как мы это можем технически сделать?
4: То, что он потратил какой-то токен, который бы не было связи с его идентификацией, то он не может от нас это потребность иметь, потому что оно не связано его персональной информацией, данными, и не можно идентифицировать это конкретно, особенно транзакцию токена, его личность.
6: То есть мы должны обезличить утилити токен, но привязать его к некой персонали, да? Как, условно говоря, купюру 3 лара, да? Есть у нас такая, я не помню. Два да, есть. Да, ну 5 ЛАР, например, да? Вот пришел человек, Вася, я записал, что он Вася, он отдал 5 ЛАР, и мы не связываем Васю и 5 ЛАР. Только на момент транзакции мы его связываем. Правильно я вас понял? Смотря Еще если. Раз, значит, я его персональные данные не привязываю к токену. Правильно я понимаю? При утилите э, токене. Для того, чтобы иметь возможность при утилизации этого утилити токена, отвечать его запросу, потому что если он скажет, я хочу удалить даты, я говорю, нет проблем, у меня в базе данных ты есть, я тебя удаляю. Может, пикрофон передал. То есть тогда мы просто Прощай. не вносим их в блокчейн, микрофон, правильно?
0: Я пытаюсь понять ваш вопрос, чтобы правильно ответить. Правильно ли я понял, вы говорите о том, что если мы привязываем человеку некий токен его имени и фамилии и для того чтобы убрать его данные нам нужно убрать сам токен получается вы это имеете в виду
6: ну хорошо давайте другой пример допустим токен работал как некий ваучер который открывал и закрывал какую-то дверь да при этом с одной стороны от меня требует идентификацию клиента да для того, чтобы, ну, как бы соблюсти все параметры игры. С другой стороны, человек не может пользоваться этим ваучером всю жизнь. Ну, надоело ему, он взял, перепродал другому. Теперь я либо должен все это дело аннулировать каким-то образом, либо вот этот ваучер, потому что если я его перепродам, то запись о том, что это новый хозяин, будет наложиться поверх старого, да, Если старый потребует удалить свои данные, то мне каким образом влазить в хэш это нереально. Ну записи точно
0: никогда не удалите однозначно,
6: и информация, данные
0: и данные тоже останутся. Если я правильно понял, то что э, вышло это правило, когда потребовалось удалить все данные, очистить полностью, да, вряд ли это может касаться токенов. Почему? Потому что у токенов есть некая ценность. Ну у них есть там торги, биржи, это немножко. Другой спектр регуляций, скорее всего. То есть это ближе к СЕКУ получается, это ближе к ценным бумагам идет. Нет. Но мне кажется, мы, не можем, мы, мы мы сейчас точно сказать ничего не можем. Почему? Потому что регуляции как таковых токенов еще никакой нету. То есть у нас нет какого-то правила игры на рынке по отношению к токенам. Когда выкатит G20 регуляцию, тогда мы сможем… Точно ответить. Честно скажу, мы сейчас с вами, это догадки. Вот мы сейчас, вот, ребята там что рассказывают, я предполагаю, думаю. Это все чисто в вот этой догадки. мы просто воду гоняем. Когда выйдет регуляция, тогда вы можете спросить, у мы вас точно с компетентностью сможем ответить.
6: Хорошо, спасибо.
1: The second question was there, yes?
7: So, given your various backgrounds, uh, one question I have is that uh, ICOs pretty much got very hyped up because a lot of people made a lot of money and a lot of other people wanted to make this money too, so this whole ICOs kind of became the snowball effect. Now you see this bit of a stabilization. I believe that indeed December was like the highest month. And now I think May was the first month since then that we really saw a little bit of a climb again. What I'm curious about is in which direction do you think ICOs will be going moving forward? Is it just simply a technological innovation that makes uh, security regulation uh, much more interesting and maybe allows everything to be a bit more sufficient? Um, Because what I see in a lot of countries is actually that when regulation gets in place, that it's almost more difficult to do an ICO legally than an IPO. And at that point, I'm wondering, what is the future for ICOs?
8: Maybe Andrew. That's a really good question. I think that um, you're going to find, when you look at correlation of the Bitcoin price versus the total amount raised in an ICO, you'll see quite a bit of um, you know, parallel movement. So December of last year was a high point in you know, total ICO raise because the Bitcoin itself was in an upmarket. Because digital currency is used as the primary method of investing into an ICO, be it a Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever, the movement of that underlying token itself or the underlying coin will have some bearing on the holder's willingness to depart from that to to earn a higher, you know, to earn a higher income. Personally, I think that the ICO and the ITO or the initial, whatever, the coin event uh, that was said earlier, I I think that that is definitely a future that's not going to go away soon. I believe that the dismantling or the, like, replication of the current... Marketplace with regards to you know money being tied into a um, stock market or whatnot, using utilizing a digital currency and a, and a free marketplace in which the token itself carries the value uh, rather than you know a, you know a, a, a stock price or stock like t- ticker on your desk. Actually, the token itself itself carries the value. That's going to win at the end of the day. How that how that value itself is departed from the company to or the, the the token creating company to the to the token holder that's going to change, and you're going to see more. I this is my personal opinion. You're going to see more equity. You're going to see more security. Um, you're going to see, um, it, rather than a movement away from securitization of tokens, I think you're going to see a movement towards them, especially as different uh, groups and companies and countries and governments t- seek to define that. Uh, personally, I think that you're going to look at a summer is not always the best time uh, to raise, uh, but I think you're going to see an uptick in the marketplace over the summer into the fall, um, and but also is going to see that tied to the, uh, to, the, to the digital currency price itself. Okay.
2: I agree with everything that was just said, and I'd say that there's structural reasons why ICOs or something like ICOs are here to stay. The first of which is they allow liquidity much faster than traditional securities, especially in smaller investments. So if you're doing you know, your traditional IPO path, even though it got faster towards the end, was five, ten years from the founding of the company to the IPO. And it, with Sarbanes-Oxley, oh, that, that's number one. So you get to liquidity much more quickly. That's a, that's a big deal because you can cycle your capital in and out of those early stage high return startups much more quickly with ICOs than you can with IPOs or other early stage investors. That's number one. Number two is, at least in the United States, going public, being a publicly listed company, is extremely difficult for the reasons I said. Um, not only do you have the 1934 Exchange Act compliance requirements. But you also have to c- comply with Sarbanes-Oxley and all the accounting controls and c- management controls that are there, which is just painful. Um, also, the ICOs are, for the most part, inherently global. And normally, when you do security sales, that's a national market at best. So ICOs let you address the world, which I think is where it's going. And one last point, you know, at least in the US, we have the concept of an accredited investor, which is if you're going to buy, if you're going to take, care, take advantage of some of those exemptions, From the SEC registration requirement I was talking about, for the most part, you need to be selling to a certain class of wealthy or informed or protected individuals, accredited investors. Well, there's lots of people out there who want to buy and participate in early stage ventures but aren't accredited. Well, ICOs, for the most part, especially when they're not securities, let you bypass that process
1: or at least go to jurisdictions that aren't so strict about that limit. Okay. Thank you. Maybe you want to add? No. We have um, maybe four minutes, and uh, after them we will have uh, a very interesting speaker. Uh, if you have some questions, more, please. Yes, maybe one, maybe two questions. One question. Before we have only four minutes. So thank you. Uh, just
9: I'm. I don't have deep knowledge on this sphere, no, but, but I have some understanding you're... of it. So, my question is maybe very simple, but I hope it, uh, I definitely know it requires a comprehensive answer. So, let's uh, imagine a hypothetical situation. I'm a guy with money, and I want to issue or create my own token. So, my question is what should I do? What steps should I take? A
2: technic- Write a smart contract with Solidity? Sorry? Set up an address? T- take? Write a smart contract. Publish the address, ask for Bitcoin and Ethereum, or Ethereum.
9: So uh, just my question is from the beginning, from the core. I, I it's about some uh, technical issues. It's about, I don't speak about money here. How should I invest there? Just the guy with a uh, simple knowledge of uh, blockchain and the cryptocurrency want to invest in a business to create a token. What should he do?
1: Why do you want to create coin for your business? Just
9: my, my final goal is, of course, to, to just uh, get uh, some profit. In no. business, it's uh, to get profit. And this is my question. What, uh, what
1: uh, Where is your I... product or services? In my presentation, was well, the first rule, it was product or service which uh, you want to sell and after them, you will make a coin. So it's l- now, l- I will create, l- Let me take will... this
2: answer and run with it for a second.
1: Yes.
2: I'll tell you what I tell all my clients. I know everyone's ICO crazy right now, so they come up with the idea of what they want to do in ICO, and then they back into all these things to kind of reach some sort of business plan somehow. I suggest starting the traditional way, because it actually makes sense. What's your business mission? What's your business model? What's your technical model? Does it require blockchain? If it requires blockchain, does it require tokenization? That's not necessarily the case. If it requires tokenization, does it require an exchangeable token for value? We speak about token. Hold on. And then if you require an exchangeable token for value, is the way to raise capital to conduct an ICO? In other words, it's it's an idea pipeline or funnel that you go down here, and then maybe, at the very end, maybe you end up in ICO. The reason there's so many scammy ICOs is people do it backwards. They go, I want to do an ICO. And then they kind of go, eventually they go, what's my business mission? I don't know. So it's a normal business analysis, just with some extra parts tacked on the end. Because not everything warrants blockchain. If you have blockchain, not everything warrants tokenization. I mean, you can tokenize identity. I mean, Lasha is actually perfect proof that you can have an awesome blockchain business that doesn't automatically require tokenization. It's two separate ideas.
9: I mean, it's true.
2: Your, your shelf is great.
9: So is a token and a coin the same? In uh, tokenization,
2: regard? so coin is sort of a category of token. Token is a software representation of an object or bundle of rights or some element of functionality. Token You can have tokens that exist outside of... Blo- I, I used to, back in the day, I was developing, and uh, before I was a lawyer or something else.
1: Maybe a security and utility token, yeah? A
2: token is just simply a software object that provides certain functionality, or stands for something else. It's sort of a, a generic term. Okay? So when you and Vitalik came up with the, your, with the token standard for Ethereum, he was using a classical software concept. And his innovation, I think, was to use that as a payment mechanism or an access to use it as a payment mechanism, basically. You know, but tokens have existed for a long time. And when you tokenize an asset, for example, or tokenize an identity, or tokenize something else, that's a proper use of a token, but that does not necessarily make it an economic entity or something that's valuable or usable in commerce.
4: I have okay. a presentation about that, like, in three minutes, I guess. Okay. Two. Yeah, like Maybe right you, now. Answer,
0: Igor, yeah? Uh, you should first understand, you want to make your own, own coin. So if you want to just make uh, your own coin, you can choose any code, like Bitcoin, Litecoin, copy them and create your own coin. Mm-hmm. So you don't need anything. But if you want to make token, you need to make ICO. If you want to make ICO, if you are a CEO, you should have a good background. Because when any fans or any professional people who are choosing the ICOs, they're looking first who the CEO and to which yeah. background he has. Yeah, that's no. all. If you want to make just no coin, you, you don't need nothing. Just create coin,
1: take code, okay. copy, change something, and that's all. Just use existing exactly, yeah, exactly. Yes. And the last question, please, because we have no time. If you have, that's all. That's all. Very good. Thank you very much. We are waiting Thanks. for next interesting speaker. Welcome, Come sir. Секундочку,
0: спросили что-то.